0: No one will be like this everything falls into place like the flick of a switch well, my mama told me will be like this it is three oh seven on the Central Coast on this wednesday january eleventh two thousand twenty three I'm Dave Congleton good to be with you but let me jump back over to Craig who has a footnote
1: yeah one more thing we do have a uh, northbound and southbound on the forty one Uh, From Rancho Colina to Old Moro Road East, uh, we are seeing if a full closure. So between Atascadero and Moro Bay, full closure due to some road work that should be wrapping up at about 4 o'clock.
0: All right. We'll keep an eye on that. Thank you, Craig. Anyway, how are you? (laughs) I hope you're well. I hope you're maintaining your sanity. I hope you're safe. And I hope you'll stick around. We're going to do a lot of of topics today, which means uh, later on this hour, Our friends from the Pismo Jazz Jubilee by the Sea. You just heard Scott and Andy, they've got free passes giveaway tomorrow. Well, hey, 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 hey. I'll make sure we give away some free passes today. It's only fair, isn't it? Uh, Debbie Peterson is a former mayor of Grover Beach. She's been busy. She wrote a book last year. She's got a new book out this year about how to be an effective city council person. Uh, let's talk about the role of a city council member in city governance. Rich in Morro Bay was going to be with us on Monday. We're going to try again today. We'll talk about issues in the news. Let's talk about what's happening, not happening down at the border. Remember, Rich lives in Mexico, so we get that perspective from him. Some other stories on the radar as well. And at 6.05, you'll have a chance to hear our anniversary interview with Jimmy Paulding. It is a Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Well, it seems that no matter what website you go on, what uh, program you tune in, the number one story in the nation right now seems to be the rain in California. It's been amazing, hasn't it? So let's start the show off by going back to our good friend and regular contributor, the one and the only Mr. John Lindsay, for the very latest. John, good afternoon.
1: Hey, good afternoon, David. Good afternoon, Craig. I uh, hope you guys are staying dry. Yeah, we
0: are. How are things out there in Los Osos? I've been reading about you guys.
1: Sure. Well, I, I, you know, of course, we, we had the mudslide and uh it was really wonderful to see all the people that showed up to help clear the the mud out of those out of those homes and that really says a lot about los osos uh, of course, Morrill Bay is going through a really difficult time uh with a lot of businesses that were flooded out over the last couple of days and uh but Overall, the power's back on, and uh, we're doing pretty well out here, Dave. Uh,
0: Julie Tacker is going to join us on Friday to talk specifically about the mudslide and what happened and what didn't happen. Meanwhile, so let's look at uh, the events of the last couple days, John, how we do rain-wise.
1: Well, I think that the big news was coming out of Cal Poly uh, that the daily rainfall total reached 6.4 inches um, from midnight uh, through midnight, the, the same day, the 24 hours, uh, the daily uh, rainfall record. Uh, the previous record was uh, 5.9 inches recorded uh, back on January the 25th in 1969. And uh, what's so significant about that is is you might, um, uh, people, long-term residents here might remember the 1969 uh, a lot of San Luis had flooded out, uh, where the current Costco and Home Depot are, are located at, at this point. That whole area was was basically underwater, Jeez. and that was a, a tremendous flood. And kind of looked at the records beforehand in, nine, in January 1969, and uh, boy, th- there was a, a lot of rain until we reached that 5.9-inch mark. I mean, days previous, it was just rain, 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 rain continuously, and then we had that one deluge that caused all all the flooding. Well, um, you know, two days ago, Cal Poly came in with, with uh, 6.4 inches, so that was the all-time record. That data set goes back since uh, 18... Eighty-three, if you could believe that, Dave. Hmm. Um, so t- to me, that's that's a very significant uh, rainfall record. Uh, of course, uh, Santa Maria broke a daily record for rainfall. Paso Robles broke a daily ra- rainfall uh, record for rainfall. But I think the one at Cal Poly, the all-time record in one day, uh, was, was broken a few days ago, Dave.
0: Hmm. Uh, just back on, on uh, Laguna Lake, I always find that a fascinating place to go. Because I've seen it when it has overflowed, and I have seen it when it is bone dry, and you can actually walk in the lake bed.
1: I know, and and uh, Chris Art was always telling me stories that you know a long time ago uh, that basically what what happened on South Hungara, like what happened in '69, will happen in '73. Is um, you get debris. That clogs up the the waterway there, and then all of a sudden all heck breaks loose and and you have widespread flooding and that's sort of what happened on south Hungara when when that bridge on Mars Street was impacted with debris and they had to clean out some culverts and when they did, even though it was still raining quite hard, you know the water levels came down, so that's always a issue in in the Laguna Lake neighborhood at least areas of it are really susceptible to flooding sometimes when when you do have these heavy rains.
0: Mm. All right we're chatting with John Lindsay just getting the very latest uh, weather update. So we just heard the weather forecast from Craig. Scattered showers currently throughout the central coast but I've been told that we should be bracing for another storm this weekend.
1: Yeah yeah, you know my long-term mentor the late great Ray Strange always used to tell me that when you see the westerly winds picking up across the Pacific Ocean, and I'm looking at the uh, 96-hour, 500-millibar forecast, about 18,000 feet up, and it's been like this for most of January, where you have 50 to 100-knot winds right from Japan blowing straight across the Pacific towards California, which means the storm door is wide open at, at this point. And we were thinking we're going to go into a drier period by the end of January. And now some of the latest and greatest models are showing this wet weather pattern continuing to the end of January. And we have a series of storms that will start impacting the Central Coast later on Friday afternoon, Friday evening. And it's going to be one system after another, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, one on Monday, and actually continuing perhaps through Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Uh, total rainfall amounts right now uh, from Friday evening all the way through Tuesday appears to be about 3 to 5 inches. So not nearly as heavy as what we saw a few days ago, but still one's got to realize that, you know, number one, the Earth is really saturated at this point, about as saturated as it could get. So all that rain that's going to fall, a lot of that's going to be runoff, and that's going to be a really challenge—a challenge for all of us. And that's why it's always wise to be prepared with, uh, you know, AM radio, right? That's battery-operated radio because I can get the latest and greatest information from from you, Dave. Uh, fresh batteries in, in your flashlights, sort of make sure if you have lithium-ion batteries that your flashlights are fully charged. A little trick that I do that's really paid dividends is I get those one-gallon water jugs, and I put them in my freezer. And if you lose electricity, take those one-gallon water jugs, which are now solid ice, put them in your refrigerator, and that will keep your refrigerator um, cold for uh, at least with us. It was like days on end. It was it was no problem problem at all. Mm. And also, you know, a great thing to do is go on the American Red Cross website and make a go, a, a go bag, uh, you know. And, and nice things about that is, if you know, if you or your loved ones are on prescription meds, you know, get a get at least a, a you know couple of weeks supply of of those meds. Um, put cash in your to go bag, um, at least maybe you know two or three hundred bucks, because a lot of times the ATMs won't be working if there's no electricity. And then have a, a blanket or a sleeping bag. Uh, have fresh water. Um, have some food, you know, there's a whole list of things to have in your go bag. An AM radio that's either, you know, solar-operated or hand-operated or battery-operated, so you you keep in contact and and find out what's going on. So those are all all really important things to do, Dave. Yeah, now,
0: go back to this weekend. You're you're calling for three to five inches. What about wind?
1: Wind is going to be an issue, Uh, much like the systems before, um, we're going to have uh, strong to gale force, maybe at times uh, moderate gale force, the fresh gale force, 32 to 46 mile per hour, with gusts of 55 mile per hour, uh, southerly winds. And as I said before, as the um, you know the the soil is so saturated, uh, these trees are under a lot of stress. And when you have winds like that, you can get a lot of trees toppling over. And uh, you know, when they topple over, unfortunately, they could do a lot of damage to homes, to automobiles. They could take out power lines. that causes power outages. Um, This is something to to really be aware of. Another thing too, Dave, if you're driving along the road and it's flooded, please don't drive on a flooded road. Just turn around and go back to where you feel safe and on higher ground. Um, We've had some real tragedies over the last few days of of people actually drowning in, in their automobiles. So it's definitely not not worth it to, to do you know the best piece of advice is hunker down at home and stay at home and and be safe and be warm
0: yeah and when the signs are posted to say stay away stay away
1: oh uh, yeah uh, absolutely um, the water has such tremendous force that it, it could just take your car and and, and sweep it away with, with, without a doubt i've seen you know, reports and video and photographs of that happening over and over and over again. So don't let it happen to you.
0: We have a question for John on the Stolberg line. And, and let me preface this by pointing out that Lake Kachuma down in Santa Barbara County is overflowing currently. The listener is asking on the Stolberg line, uh, how do these storms. Oh, wait, wait. That's the second text. First text. I'm sorry. Does John think that this month's rain. Will be enough to fill lo, refill Lopez Lake.
1: I don't know about Lopez Lake. Um, last time I checked, I believe it was it was at um, well, I, I could look it up. Reservoir data right, right here, and um, let me take a look here for Lopez. Um, yeah, here I am sp- speaking, saying I could tell you that right now, San Antonio is at twenty four percent. Lake Nanciamento has really gone up quite a bit. It's at 73% as of today. Mm. Now, the thing is, you know, at this rate of increase, heck, I mean, the 1st of January, I believe, was like 22%. So from the 1st of January, from 22%, it's gone up to 73% as, as we speak. I've got a feeling that they'll probably start releasing water out of Nanciamento to make room for, for flood. For floods, was, you know, one of its main missions is not only store water but for flood control. But we'll see it at this rate of increase. Of course, it will be overflowing um, before we know it. Uh, just what a what a rapid increase for Lake Don cimento That's incredible, and that's not really surprising because so far, uh, Rocky Butte has recorded about fifty-four inches of rainfall in a normal year. It records around forty inches of rainfall. So with that much rain. Falling on that watershed, no wonder Lake Nanciamento is already at 73% of capacity. Yes.
0: So what about Lopez Lake, John?
1: Well, let me take a, look, take a look at Lopez Lake here real good. So a great website, if you guys are at home listening, is go to slowwater.org or slowcountywater.org.
0: Slowcountywater.org.
1: Yep. And then um, right there, it'll, it says rainfall, streams, reservoirs, and groundwater. So I'm going to take a look at Lopez Lake reservoir and see what it's saying right now. Um so right now as we speak, let's see average rainfall capacity. Lake Lopez now is at 44% of capacity. And uh what a dramatic increase that is. So it's it's getting close to halfway full. Um so we we'll, you know we'll see. We'll see what what happens. I know that's a Kind of a slower filling reservoir, but it's gone up quite a bit—about thirty percent, you know, since uh, since the first of January.
0: All right, uh, John Lindsay's is here. We're getting a lot of text messages coming on the Stolberg line. Uh, text number two: How do these storms fit into the El Niño theory? Is this a one hundred year event or a one hundred year flood?
1: Well, that is such a great question because back in '69, that was described as a hundred year event and 73 was described as a 100-year event, and 95 was classified as a 100-year event, and this is certainly would be a 100-year event. So over the last, what, uh, 50 years or so, we've had four 100-year events. Um, so maybe we need to reclassify <laughs> those type of events, David. Um, and uh, what was the other part of that question? Oh, El Nino. Yeah. So, believe it or not, we're not in an El Nino condition. We're in La Nina condition, which usually means that we have drier than normal or, or lower than normal rainfall amounts because the jet stream tends to be much further up into Washington state and, and Oregon. But there have been La Ninas where that has not been proven true. It's been the opposite, really. Hmm. Had a couple of lean years that have produced well above average rainfall, and this is certainly one of them.
0: We uh, th- Third text on the Stolberg Line. We hear a lot about water management. Is there anything we should be doing differently to retain more water locally or even statewide?
1: Yeah, another great question. So, something I've written about in the past, Dave, is called the Ark Storm back in 1862. And it drained over a hundred inches, and the Great Central Valley of California became basically an inland sea. And my family side uh came over right after the Donner party. They settled out in the uh in a small town called Calusa up in Calusa County north of Sacramento. And they were caught in that deluge and folklore, family folklore. My grandmother always said that it was nature taking revenge for the hydraulic gold mining that took place in the Sierra foothills. And it rained and it rained and it rained and and they had to take refuge in the Sutter Buttes, which is the world's smallest mountain range uh, north of Sacramento. And, Dave, there was so much water, fresh water, coming out of the Sacramento and the San Joaquin rivers that San Francisco Bay became brackish. I mean, there was no incoming water all the flow was straight out of the golden gate regardless of the tides. In fact there was a a plume of brackish water that extended all the way out to the fairline Islands if you can imagine that. Whole communities and whole cities in the Los Angeles basin were swept away by raging rivers. And The reason why I bring this up is that you know back in 1862 the population of California was less than ten percent of what it is today and uh the great central valley was really undeveloped it was almost entirely ag or, or just just natural uh wildlands i've got
0: 1 Do minute you... john
1: sure well, oh, okay finish the thought so what, what i i think to get to that question we need to build more reservoirs and stronger dikes and dams and and more man-made lakes because the atmosphere warms can hold more water vapor consequently rainfall events are becoming more intense and in my humble opinion, it's not a question of if, it's when we have another arc storm develop. And today is, is a time we should start planning for it and, uh, and and getting to building these lakes and reservoirs, even though I know environmentalists wouldn't be very happy with, with that notion.
0: We're out of time, John. I got 30 seconds. Uh, last text, is it going to rain in San Luis Obispo today?
1: um maybe just just some light light rain showers really drizzle is the best way to classify it all right. we'll have a good we'll have a good break in the rain uh, tomorrow and then rain again tomorrow afternoon or friday afternoon friday evening
0: john lindsay thanks as always for joining us with your expertise in your creaky chair uh be safe and we'll talk again
1: i'll 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 get a can of WD40 for you dave all right buddy thank that. you okay, thank you so much
0: david you're listening to hometown radio now back to Dave. thank you very much we're running way behind but just summarize for john more rain on the way sounds like friday afternoon through tuesday about three to five inches but more intense winds so get ready for the weekend and just stay with us here at kvec between craig and me and scott and andy we'll do our best to keep you covered and get you prepared We've got news and traffic and weather. Then our friends from the Pismo Jazz Jubilee by the sea. Up next. Stay with us.